Hello guys and welcome to the I'll Be Back uh, Temple Sports Podcast. Um, my name is Sean. I'll be hosting this and you know, depending on how this goes, uh, maybe get some guests if anybody ever wants to be a co-host. Um, no, I'm accepting applications, I guess. Uh, now this is just uh, something I've always wanted to do and now with quarantine... We have all the time in the world. I uh, hope everybody's being safe out there, um, and hopefully we can go back to normal. Um, but until then, we're doing what we can. Um, so like I said, my name's Sean. I'm Sean McGady. Some people listening to this might know who I am. Some people have no idea who I am, and that's okay. I'd prefer that, actually. The people who know me are probably laughing at me already. Um, but no, this is just, you know, I'm a pretty big Temple Sports fan, and something I've always thought about doing. Um, I've had Temple football season tickets. Uh, I think I had them my senior year of high school and ever since then, so 12 years, 2008? Yeah, something like that. Uh, basketball, went to all the games. So I went to Temple from 2009 till 2013, and then I took a couple of grad school courses here and there at Temple as well. Um, never finished, but that's a conversation between my mom and me, not you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, had the, you know, the cherry pass when I was there. I had season tickets to basketball one year, and of course it was the year they won like nine games and Dalton Pepper was the best player. That'll be a, a, a topic of a podcast one day. We, uh, so the original idea for this was to get me and my friend Jonas, who I usually go to all the games with. Um, he was a big Dalton Pepper guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I go to a lot of the games. I love talking about them. Um, and my other friend Shomo, who some of you, if you're listening, might also know. Um, you know, just some guys that I always go to the games with. So maybe if this picks up, we can get some of them on the show. Or they might not want to do this at all, which is more likely than not. Uh, I'm also a Sixers season ticket holder. Go to uh, those games. I, I did trust the process, but I don't want to get into that argument with any of you. And I'm sure you probably don't either. Uh, so I came up with the name I'll Be Back. It's a stupid pun. I'm a punny guy. So some of you guys, if you like dad jokes, you'll enjoy me. If not, then this will be a tough listen for you. Um, the original idea was me and uh, my buddy Jonas that I was talking about. Um, we were going to do a podcast. <laughs> I told uh, him we'd name it Podcast and Waiting. A little play on of when Coach McKee was the coach in waiting. Um, and I told, uh, Dwa, if this goes out on the, uh, what you expect, uh, podcast network, which is a possibility, um, that I would make this about two years ago. And that was at the time me and Jonas said we would do it. And that was my name because at the time he was the coach in waiting, but it doesn't make sense now. Um, so like I said, now we're in quarantine and I just have all the time in the world. Um, you know, a lot of my friends I talked about so far um, are Temple fans. Not all of them are. I've, you know, I grew up suburbs of Philly. Some kids went to Penn State. Uh, it's funny. They don't hate us. They're like, we're like an afterthought to them. So it is what it is. Uh, some of my friends didn't go to Penn State or, or Temple. They're just gamblers. So they'll ask me about, uh, you know, Temple, how we're doing. They'll ask me what the spread is. Um, I think I've convinced some of them to actually become fans because Temple keeps winning them bets. So I'm okay with that. Um, so this is my first episode. So just bear with me. I got a drink here. It's a uh, Cinco de Mayo. 
as I'm recording this, I don't know if this will go out, you know, tomorrow morning or, you know, by the end of the week, depending on, I don't know what editing is even like, because I've never done this. So let's see. Um, so for my first episode, I figured I'll just talk about the NFL draft that we just had. Um, it was a great draft for Temple. Um, I don't know if anybody uh, followed all the picks and all the undrafted people, but if you didn't, then that's what I'm uh, going to do for you right now. And I figured my second episode, like I said, if we get that far, um, then we'll cover the crazy offseason that the Temple basketball team just had um, because it was a pretty wild one. But for now, we'll stick one topic at a time. Um, I think this episode, let's see, maybe be 15, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, if I get to an hour, I'll be impressed with myself, but, uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, as I'll sip, I have a fake margarita. I'm at my girlfriend's cat sitting and I just kind of use the ingredients that were available. And if there's at least two of my friends listening to this, I'm sure they're already laughing at me for even saying that I'm at my girlfriend's cat sitting. <laughs> um, so as most of you guys know, Temple has had more success in the draft uh, recently than, you know, the, you know, before 2009 and be up before then. Um, so this year they had four players drafted, which is actually a record. Um, and then they had a couple more unsigned uh, free agents. Um their top guy was Matt Hennessy, who uh, actually he left before um, he had one more year of eligibility. So very rare to Temple sports fans have a person leave early for a draft. It's not common. Um, but hey, we'll take it. I mean, that's what the powerhouses of college football and college basketball do. And so if we can say that, we can. So he was a redshirt junior. He had one more year. And I just got to say, I'm, I'm happy he went to the draft and didn't do the Quincy Roche route. As, uh, as some of you might know, Roche, uh, defensive end, probably could have went fourth, fifth round, maybe as high as three. Um, he's going to the University of Miami, and we all know why we don't like them, where Diaz is at. So we're supposed to play them the first game of the upcoming season, uh, assuming everything goes to plan. Our first game or second game? Second game, I think. But... Um, so Matt Hennessy, uh, center, honestly, I liked him a lot. Uh, he, he made the right decision leaving, obviously third round pick. He goes to the Falcons. Um, he will, uh, I, I think be a very good player. Some people have a moving to guard. I think if he stays at center, his highest potential ceiling is like a Jason Kelsey. I mean, he's, he's a little smaller, but he's so athletic. I think he can get downfield. And kind of do, if you watch Jason Kelsey, if some of you guys are Eagles fans on here listening, some might not be, um, just the ability to get downfield and maybe a screen pass game or, you know, the second level in a run game. Uh, that's what I really view Hennessy as. And I have, I'm not going to pretend that I'm an offensive lineman guru here. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you saw me in middle school and high school, I was about 120 pounds maximum. So I'm, I have no offensive lineman uh, critique guy but based off of my casual viewing of uh centers I think Hennessy has a potential to be somebody like that you know uh if if he doesn't reach that potential uh, I still think he'll be a good solid middle of the pack offensive lineman in the league uh so he will go the third round 14th pick which I saw this like 
couple days after the draft, he because he's the pie pick, 3.14, he gets like free Pizza Hut for a year. So not a bad pick to get. Um, I had some mock drafts that I read about going him second round. Um, my one friend who's a Giants fan was texting me saying he might have gone 36 to them. And I was hyping him up because a couple years ago they took Sean Chandler. So my my friend Nick, uh, who I don't think will get on this podcast, he does the Yankees podcast himself, so he's already busy enough. Um, but my friend Nick, he's a Giants fan, and he was uh, asking me about Hennessy before the draft because he was reading that they might get him. Um, so he falls uh, to the third round, Fa- Falcons. He goes to Matt Ryan with the QB. Not a bad you know person to snap the ball to. Um, fun fact, my brother used to be a caddy at the Philly Cricket Club. I think he caddied for Matt Ryan's dad. Um, that's my fun fact of the day. Um, but also, uh, I, I would have loved the Eagles to get him for that exact reason. I said he could be a Jason Kelsey type guy, and I think Kelsey, I love Kelsey. He's just, he's getting old. You know, too many summers at the OD down in Sea Isle, I think, are catching up to him. Um, so then we have... Next pick is Harrison Hand, um, fifth-round pick. He goes to the Vikings. Um, I don't know if many of you guys know all of Harrison Hand's kind of background. He went to Baylor um, with, you know, Matt Rule when he was originally there. And uh, this guy, Fran Brown, who was an assistant, um, who's from uh, the area. He's from Jersey. That's when Har- where Harrison Hand is from. Um, he goes to Baylor to kind of go with an assistant coach from the area. And then Fran Brown actually comes back to Temple. And Harrison Hand comes with him. There are some other um, off-the-field stuff that kind of got Harrison Hand a transfer waiver to come and play right away. Um, off-the-field stuff. Nothing bad about Harrison Hand. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't fail out of school. I don't want people to go around spreading that type of stuff. Um, Fran Brown ends up leaving this year to go to Rutgers after, you know, six months back at Temple, um, and Harrison Hand's like, well, I just came home, he was a junior, and he had, he could have stayed, but he declares for the draft, I didn't think he'd go, um, when he did, uh, I mean, I'm not mad at it, it's good for him, um, I, I don't know what his projection is as a NFL player, I think maybe, I, I think he was good at Temple, I think he should have stayed, but, you know, given all the Fran Brown stuff that I just talked about, he left. So, um, he does get drafted. Obviously, teams had a a high grade on him. I mean, I think when he was going to Baylor out of high school, he was a four star recruit. So, I just didn't think there was enough at Temple this year to make him say, "I want to leave." Um, but hey, good for him. He gets paid, and you know, Temple gets to say they have another player drafted. So, it's not really bad for Temple's brand. Um, but we'll see how he does. Next, we know Sean Bradley goes to the Eagles in the sixth round. Uh, local guy, also from Jersey. Um, it was funny because I was watching the draft, you know, that whole weekend. It was like the first sporting event that we had in forever. So I watched every minute I could. Um, and I rewinded something on the DVR, like, you know, the 100 and whatever picked for 30 seconds. And I didn't fast forward to catch up to where live TV was. And the Eagles are about to pick. And I got like three text messages like Eagles, Temple, Eagles, Temple. And then I check Twitter and it's like, Sean Bradley, Eagles. And then, I, you know, it's uh, I'm watching it live and I already knew the pick, which was fine. And I'm like looking, I'm like, Dad, Dad, we're about to take a Temple guy. 
Um, he could care less because he's, you know, 67 year old dude, but, um, it's cool. It's, uh, he was a fast guy. I, I liked all the temple linebackers that they had this year. I thought all three of them ended up having a chance to be drafted. Bradley goes first. He's the fastest of the bunch. He actually ran a four, five, one forty, which is, I mean, a few, that's like wider. Some of the wide receivers run four five. So he, he's pretty fast. Um, I think, Starting out, he'll be a special teams guy and has a chance to maybe get in the rotation. Um, the Eagles, they hate addressing linebacker anyway, so maybe for that reason alone you get some playing time and the speed will uh, prevail um, to move up the Jeff chart. But it's funny, actually. I saw this tweet today. Um, apparently he, before games, would look up opponents like starting quarterback and running backs um, Instagrams to find out their girlfriend's name. So he could talk shit on them uh, during the game. So, I mean, for that reason alone, that makes that a great draft pick. Um, so as an Eagles fan, I'm cool with it. It's awesome. And I'm sure he's cool with it. He gets to play at the link. He just played there for four years, and now he moves his locker. I think Temple has their own locker room on the one side of the stadium, and the Eagles is on the other. So he doesn't have to go far. Um, and then the seventh round, Chappelle Russell, one of the other linebackers. Um, he'll go to the Bucks in the seventh round. Uh, probably a special teams guy. If I, I gotta be honest, I don't even know if I'll make the team. Obviously I want him to. Um, again, I, I liked all the linebackers they had this year and they had a lot of depth and they have a couple that didn't, you know, weren't seniors that'll probably be really good next year. I think they'll have another linebacking core that's this quality again. Um, cause they had these two drafted and then they, Sam Franklin goes undrafted, but he'll sign a contract as well. Um, which he signs with the Panthers, which makes sense. Matt Rule's just, you know, signing all the uh, Temple players up. It's kind of nice. Um, hey, how about Matt Rule? We'll, we'll just talk. I mean, you don't, you knew you didn't go from Temple to the NFL, but he made the right moves. I mean, he goes from Temple to Baylor, and then he, he had it all lined up. I mean, obviously you wish he would have stayed at Temple, but uh, you, how many coaches go from Let's be honest, Temple's a middle-of-the-pack program from Temple to the NFL in, what, five years? It's just not uh, often a thing to happen. So kudos to him. Um, like I said, Sam Franklin, linebacker, he'll sign with the Panthers, undrafted free agent. Uh, we'll see how he, you know, again, might get cut, might make the team as a special teams guy. Uh, a couple other guys they had was Javon Fair, uh, lineman. He'll go to the Chiefs under Andy Reid. Uh, again, I don't pretend to be an offensive lineman uh, guru. So I, I liked what I saw out of him. I thought he was one of our better linemen. Um, I mean, this year they had Hennessy and Fair. You have two guys who might make the pros on your offensive line at Temple. So that's, that's a good, good crew they had this year. Um, Fair, we'll see how he does. Maybe he'll, he'll fare well. There's a dad joke for you guys keeping track. Um, then we have Dana Levine goes to the Giants. Um, He's a defensive end. We'll see if he does end or kind of like the outside linebacker hybrid, um, kind of like they had Hassan Reddick do a couple years ago um, in the NFL. He had to learn how to play the outside linebacker position, but was an end at Temple. Uh, Levine goes undrafted. My friend Nick, who's my, my Giants fan guy, um, he does a Yankees podcast, by the way. I should get the name of that. I'll, I'll plug that for him, do him a favor. Uh, get his viewers up by like three, depending on how many people listen to me. <laughs> um, 
Dana Levine, I liked him. He was a good player. Again, we'll see. You know, undrafted free agents are so hard to judge. You know, it's always like they're out of the league in a year or you find out they, you know, make a Pro Bowl. Uh, and then the last one that I want to talk about undrafted free agents is Isaiah Wright. He'll sign with DC, the Redskins. What a conundrum. Guy was a, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, making 90-yard touchdown runs, it seemed like, every other game. Um, punt return, kick return, you know, wide receiver reverses. They had him in the Wildcat. And then this year he starts out, I think he had like 300 yards receiving in the first three games or four games and like three touchdowns and then literally never touches the ball again um there's rumors on this year he I don't think he caught he would always do fair catch on punt returns no one knows why was it coach oriented or he was just like screw it I'm not getting tackled um but yeah so he was the last the eighth guy to sign a contract four ago drafted four undrafted um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the undrafted guys specifically, how training camps line up, um, pending with the quarantine and the corona. You know, that's a time when a lot of these guys try to outshine other guys who are undrafted to make this team. And if those practices are pushed back, maybe the teams make cuts. But um, I, I believe the roster gets a little expanded because they added a game this year. Um, but we'll see. But... So we're coming to a close here. I uh, just want to wrap it up with these eight guys that we added. Um, Temple adds to the league. They have 26 total right now on NFL rosters. Obviously, they have the you know the the big names: Brandon McManus, North Penn Pride, uh, Hassan Reddick, who I talked about a little bit ago, and then Tyler Matikavich, who is just unreal. I mean, I, when I go to the home games now, every time they they do this montage, and it's uh. They save him for last, like NFL players, and he just gets a standing ovation. Uh, and I think he, he's getting pretty good money now to be a special teams guy. Uh, so he's 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 made a career out of it. Um, but we'll see uh, how next year goes for the Owls. That's how I wanted to finish this with, uh, you know, this was a good draft. They had four guys set a record, uh, drafted players, four. Um, and next year, uh, I don't know if, they might get two, one. Like I said, the linebacking core next year is really, really good. I don't know about Russo. I, I like him a lot. He'll he'll be a toss-up. He could have a make-or-break season. I mean, his, his great throws are great throws, and his mistakes are annoying, for lack of a better term. Um, but no, I, I I think he has a chance... And then I'm sure they'll, they'll you know, depending on how the season goes, I, it's May, so I can't really say. I think they'll have a good year next year. I don't love Rod Carey as a coach. I don't hate him. You know, he's kind of like the, just the next filler. You know, what, what's he got for two years? And then if he's good, you know, best case scenario, he gets a contract to go somewhere else. Worst case scenario, if Temple has to fire a coach, that's not saying a lot about the coach. Uh, but you know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I mean, we're a program where, uh, we, you know, we, we want to, I I want a stadium. I want to be with the big boys and the stadium. I'll probably do an episode on the stadium, uh, eventually for all you guys, but I figured for now, we'll just focus on the draft and, uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I hope you liked the first episode. Uh, like I said, name of the podcast, Owl Be Back, O-W-L, Owl be back uh i was looking for a logo for this and everything was like terminator oriented i'm not the biggest terminator fan i was just a 
I don't know. There's not that many uh, names I was looking for that didn't use the name Temple, and I don't want to pay uh, copyright things, so I figured I'll figure out something different. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Dwa, if this goes on the What You Expect uh, network, thank you. I appreciate it. I know that's what we talked about. Um, and I hope enough listeners listen and we can do this again. I think next one, I'll definitely do a second one on the basketball team and then we'll go from there based on how this all played out. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, next one will probably be in a week. Uh, but hopefully everybody has a, like I said, it's Cinco de Mayo. I'm sipping on a fake margarita thing. There's Cuervo in it, so I'm getting drunk. And... Thank you guys and enjoy.